What's up, everyone? My guest today is Russ Franklin. Um, I met Russ briefly at a Bitcoin conference recently, and he was explaining to me how he had a terrible experience uh, working in the music industry just briefly. And that experience left such a bad taste in his mouth uh, that he has decided to build a company to try and upend that entire industry. Uh, now, we've all heard stories about musicians being taken advantage of in the music industry. I mean, it's as old as the music industry itself. Um, I remember watching a video once of Sammy Hagar, who was the lead singer of Van Halen, one of my favorite bands. And he's explaining how his band manager was making more than the bass player. Right. We've all heard these stories. It's crazy stuff. Um, and what Russ and his team are building is basically a blockchain-based platform, an NFT-based platform that connects artists and fans. And this sort of platform was literally impossible to build you know, a year ago, but it's possible now. And it's possible to completely upend an entire industry right now. And that's what Russ is trying to build. I wanted to bring him on so everybody could hear the story and uh, get to know Russ Franklin. Enjoy. It's funny because my wife somehow is so tied to my story because she gave me the space to become who I guess I wanted to be because um, she has her master's in occupational therapy. So it's going to sound really funny to most of the millennials out there, but she wore the pants so I could explore. Um, and that's just the truth. I mean, I still worked and I, I did freelance stuff, but you guys know like the cost of living in the States is just you still have to work. You, two parents always have to work. Um, so I was still freelancing, but I didn't have to work so hard. And that literally let me explore the internet. And in my exploring, I discovered a game. Uh, first, it was CryptoKitties, but really didn't tickle my fancy. But then I saw Crypto Space Commanders, which was this like expansive, immersive world with ships that you could do these PvP fights and build space stations and rent out room for upgrades in those space stations. And it was just like a its own economy and i'm like dude like i can own a piece of a world of a game that i actually enjoy like i'm never going back and i didn't <laughs> i literally didn't i um i tried to leave the ethereum crypto world three different times i love ethereum just because of the versatility um i don't have to wait on i don't have to wait to use things i don't have to worry about things breaking you know like so I'm, I'm pretty bullish on Ethereum just because I've, it's just been tried and true like this whole time. Um, I don't really see like platforms like Wax as any sort of legitimacy, especially with like centralized nonsense going on. I have more to learn. If they have, if they're cool, they're cool. But if they're not, they're not. So we'll, we'll figure so you're, out. So you're about decentralization. I, your, your I, core belief, you came to it. Your, one of your cores is that decentralization is the way forward rather than a centralized platform. Oh, yeah, because we would just enter back into the same nonsense we just came out of with, you know, like, I love the idea of the redistribution of wealth, um, giving people an opportunity to become something, you know, a fair shot when someone doesn't have a marketing budget or, you know, someone who doesn't have good connections in the industries, you know, like I want someone in a third, I want a rice farmer in a third world country to have just a shot at being a center stage artist than someone from Hollywood. And you know what's so funny is I've seen it happen and I want to continue to see it happen. My best people that on Amplify are like, they work so hard because they see it as an opportunity and they happen to be in a country where the 
wage gap is, or not the wage gap, but the uh, cost of living is so much lower. And I'm like, well, I still want to pay you fairly, bro. I don't care that you're across the world. Like, listen, your value is obvious. And I don't care about like your skin color, your who you know, uh, your accolades, your resume, all that bullshit. I could care less. Like you created art and I love it. And you don't have to explain anything else to me. What you created resonates with me. And so like, I think you're valued at whatever. So that's what Amplify kind of does. It shows true value of music. It shows true value of art and it, it's undiscriminative. It, it's, it's distributed in a way where, you know, we call ourselves the first um, decentralized music label or the, um, and, that, and that's just what we are. Cause anyway, I don't want to jump ahead. I know we got a lot to go. Yeah. So let, let, let's, let's hold off yeah, on Amplify yeah. just for a little bit. So to yeah, get yeah. into this, so you started with CryptoKitties. Was that your first kind of foray into Ethereum and yeah, how the whole blockchain I, I remember I was on Trust Wallet late night. My wife was sleeping and I'm like, I'm a I'm I'm feeling bullish right now. These kitties just I just I just wanted to own one and I wanted to breed a little bit. And I actually had this idea of like I want jet black cats. I want to be the dude who has all of the black kitties, like, and you can't get a black cat unless you come through me. I'm Mr. Because you Unlucky. cornered the market. <laughs> Dude, I was like, that sounds really cool. And then I started breeding a couple, and those freaking genes would never work for me. I'm like, turn black! Just turn black! <laughs> like, it would have spots, but then, like, neon pink eyes. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? I want all black. And so I'm like, my patience is super short. I think people will learn that about me, is, like, I just don't have very much patience, which – you know, it's good if I'm, you know, helping with the company because we keep moving, you know, we never get stagnant because I'm just like, let's keep going. Um, so anyway, so, but that that hooked you into these this idea of blockchain and how it can work in a kind of game sense. Oh, gosh, yeah. the utility. So seeing CryptoKitties and the way that their DNA breeding and the way they tied it in to smart contracts and it just made something come alive for the first time. And it was instant belief. Like you didn't have to be worried about a company shutting it down because that's how like the decentralized model works in the web three and anyone can plug into it. And so if, even if the company goes down, somebody who still loves the product can revive it at any time. And that's right. so comforting to me going into things because I don't like buying stuff that I know can break eventually. I'm weird about buying cars because I'm like one day that will break. And so with NFTs though, you can pass them down to your kids, 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 kids. And they're, you're basically storing up a legacy of wealth for, right. for, and you're going to be seen as a badass. Like they're going to be like, my great, 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 great granddad was a badass and he's still paying my money or he's still affording my living, you know, like, and, and granted, I still want my kids to try one day, but I mean, if you're in now, you're early, you're super early. And, you know, that's why I'm, I'm always running around trying to rally the OGs not to sell out to the suits because what we have here is so special, you know, um, the suits and the cash grabbers, they'll go away. They're like freaking mosquitoes, man, that they'll they'll steal their money from the people who don't know any better and then they'll go away and then we'll start building again. So while you're while your wife's supporting you and you're not the first person I've talked to who this who has is a wonderful with. wife. Uh, no, it's 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 interesting, and you know, it's it's kind of the flip of what was maybe in the '80s or '90s, which was the man supported the woman, and we have a lot of this well, flipping, yeah, which is what yeah. we wanted as a society, right? Yeah, this you're is right. What we were you know shooting for, mm -hmm. and so good on her for doing that, and um, 
Yeah. And good on you for for learning, Dude. taking that time to actually Dude, learn and I, not just slough off, right? And, I always tell my wife, you were my best investment, like legitimately. <laughs> and I'm trying to be a better investor, but I always go back to my first investment was her, and it was the best investment I could have ever made. Nice. Um, so while you were doing that, what kind of core skills were you learning uh, during that oh, time? That, that solidity, so man. Like it was like, and so it was fun because I got in during these like, these pyramid hype schemes and mm -hmm. it's so funny it has such negative connotations but everyone forgets how fun it was like sure like even if you lost like two grand i know it sounds funny but you, you you'd be like damn i was just late you know and i'll get the next one because it was just fun like we created this i mean i didn't i was more of a participant because i was learning i was just like learning 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 right i i'm a developer i do front end stuff but still like server side stuff i respect people who can do solidity and i can i know a little bit but not like these guys these guys are crazy experts but i would watch them build contracts overnight and then create these uh entities and then hype them up and 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 just i mean some of them are still around till today but most of them were just a flare you know but it was fun it built it built the camaraderie it built the community it like solidified something so special with the degens you know we're all like it's funny it's like it's a derogatory term but we are like fine call us degens we have all your money <laughs> all your money is in the hands of degens how do you feel about that a-holes like, it's so it's so funny like the amount of money that's like either lost or locked in these contracts oh, I, is it is it lost or are we just waiting to spend it on well the it's next, on the next gme for example <laughs> for example this morning just this morning one of my friends on on Twitter who we've done this NFT research and he he actually helped me find a couple of old projects and kind of relaunch them. I love that so much. That's so cool. But but he got into this. You know, you go down this rabbit hole of Ethereum and you find the beginning of Ethereum oh, was geez. Ponzi schemes and Beautiful. games, right? Beautiful. And so he but he found one which was a very simple like uh you know you win or you lose type of game mm. the thing has like i want to say you know three thousand eth locked in this contract <laughs> and it's like he's like dude is there any way we can figure out how to crack this contract because it's I literally i know a guy it, it's <laughs> no, like stop, literally stop putting this on the podcast bro <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it's, you know, you, you think about this and you're like, wow, you know, cause it's a gambling game, right? It's like yeah. you send money in yeah. and then it does some randomizing. Yeah. I know these guys, these guys, you know, you get smart guys who are like, oh, well we can not randomize the randomized thing. And right. It's like, it's suddenly, or you cancel the, like these guys oh. did with, with the me bits. I don't know if you saw about the me bits, what happened yeah. with the me bits. Was it anything talked. intentional on that? I have no idea. We'll dude. never know. We'll never know. We'll I'll, I'll, I'll send this to you, but um so you can look at it maybe you can have some some break down the contract dude. i know it's normally sketchier than i assume that's all i have to say about that all yeah. this stuff ends up being sketchier than i assume <laughs> well i mean this is the always the fun it's funny and you know you see it um kind of transparent move, yeah you it yes, moves and evolve in, mm. into more mainstream things um but the whole idea of like bonding curves and yeah. all this sort of stuff is it is it bad that I enjoy watching people get scammed like noobs? I'm like, but it, it's not that I'm like mean. I'm like, that's how you learn. That's how you learn. Well, it, it's, there's, there is a difference between willing participants in a scam. So if I willingly know or understand that, hey, this is a Ponzi, but I believe I'm early enough to take advantage of the Ponzi, <laughs> I think people are actually okay with that.
Like you said, thousand so dollars. I mean, you lost I, mean it, I mean, come on, Ethereum. If you bought in early, you make the most money. I mean, it, that's it, right. Is that a pyramid? I don't know. I really, I'm not going to define what a pyramid is. I but think the, I'm having fun. That's my like. If I'm having fun, everyone's having fun. Everyone's making money. Then it's not bad. There are scams <laughs> don't, though that don't are just. Don't quote me on that. Do not quote. Don't if it's put a scam that. and it's. <laughs> There are there. It's there's there's a difference, right? There's oh, I forgot to say nothing. I say is financial advice ever. Can you put that in there? Like I will I, actually do the opposite of what I say. Just I, I'm thinking of changing my my bio to simply everything is financial advice and just do the complete opposite of everybody else because everybody starts everything. Dude, just this is buy, not financial advice. Like hey, that hey, somehow protects buy, them from lawyers. Buy everything I say to buy. Just say that like. I am the best financial advice you'll ever hear with your ears. <laughs> I am not a financial advisor, but this is financial advice. <laughs> dude, please. I need Did more, I change we, my bio to that? We need more trolls like you in the world, dude. Like, I feel like we're lacking trolls. Here, I actually need to grab my coffee. I, I, cook, I made it, but I didn't even drink it. Once All right, go ahead, man. Just, just want to give, if anyone wants to save time in the mornings, except it's not morning anymore. It's kind of morning. Oatmeal, cinnamon, and... Uh, honey every morning um it's the quickest thing you can eat in front of your desk you don't lose any work time so and if you get a thermos it doesn't get cold so even if you wait till noon it's, it's still, still kind of, piping still, still kind of warm it's not piping hot but it's kind of warm and you, if anyone knows a better recommendation for a thermos for oatmeal let me know no the new recommendation is you just don't eat you don't eat that is true dinner time it's don't eat don't eat until ethereum hits five thousand. <laughs> I'm not eating. <laughs> so this early time that your wife gave you started learning. What kind of jobs or little projects did you do during that? Oh, time? Dude, you're going to love to hear everything I touched. <laughs> um, um, I helped out doing some UI on some casinos, um, which turned out to be like a great experience um, overall because I got to learn a lot about um, how you know, a casino rakes how <laughs> no, there's just like the way a casino works and they were sl slightly centralized but getting to see the security measures they actually got hacked i sure. watched a guy lose two million dollars over a weekend on the casino that i helped build who happened yeah. to be a client of mine who couldn't pay the other half of the money <laughs> it's just, but that's crypto <laughs> crypto giveth and crypto taketh. <laughs> you know, so so these were crypto casinos well, well, yeah. So, I I only worked actively on on two, um, and I'll I'll not name names. I pr I bet if I give enough details, people could just guess, or if they know me, they would know what I'm talking about. Sure. Uh, but I don't I don't like really. Um, could, uh, gambling is 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 quite the addiction, and I and I fell into that pretty hard. So I don't sure. want to give too much credit to gambling because it can be a very slippery slope for most, like myself. Um, I ended up losing like 50 Ethereum gambling in the casino that I helped build. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, there are a lot of people who feel like, hey, the current, you know, stock market and current crypto thing is all yeah. simply driven by young males and the addiction to gambling, which, you know, you, you know, what's so funny, there's actually an, uh, like a thing that I was trying to do there. Like, I said, okay, this is a true story. So I started gambling because I wanted I, our heater went out in our in our crawl space and I needed to buy a furnace and that furnace was like 4k and I'm like I'd saved up so much money in crypto 
you know, I probably had like, which was a lot to me. It was like $8,000, which at that, at that time was like everything. Like I was so proud of that 8k. And then I, I start, I lost a little bit because I was 10 ETH up and I started chasing my losses because I started losing. I'm like, I just want that 10 ETH back, man. It felt way too good. I just need that. Let me just get the 10 ETH. I can buy the furnace. Everything's, you know, and then I lost it like impulsively. And I'm like, okay. Then I went into my, my Binance because back then they didn't care if you were from the States or not. Um, and I'm like, whatever. And I just liquidated like all of my tokens. And I'm like, let's just get my money back. Nothing crazy. My wife happened to be out of town that weekend. Ugh. And so I'm like, no big deal. Like my heart, dude, I'm saying all this. My heart's just like, whoop, 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 whoop. what are you doing? What are you doing, bro? What are you doing, bro? And I'm like, nah, dude, chill out. I got this. And I'm just like, beep, lost. And I'm like, all right, now I got to double down. So I was doing like a Martingale strategy, like double up, boom, double up. Let's just triple up. See if I get real lucky. And then I look, balance, gone. And I'm like, well, this sucks. <laughs> and that's actually- Welcome to the world of gambling. I remember I thought like, yeah, I'm done brutal. with crypto, man. Screw crypto. Screw everything crypto. Like I went into all the channels that I was participating in and I'm like, hey, screw crypto guys in, in different flavors. I'm like- you guys, crypto sucks. I was just, I was salty, man. I was yeah. like, everything that I worked so hard to build, like almost like my legacy just vanished overnight. And I was so sad, but, and you know, a funny story is like my wife gets home. She's all happy, excited about this trip that I bailed on, believe it or not. And I looked at her, I'm like, I messed up. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? And like, dude, and you want to hear something super candid? Like tears just start rolling out my face. I couldn't stop it. I felt so embarrassed as a man Yep. because, you know, the whole idea was to like, I wanted to make sure we had heat in the winter and that's how it all started. I was doing something out of good intentions and I lost everything. And so it made me start to really be careful about my decisions that point forward. You know, um, I don't like to make impulsive or fearful or, you know, like I'm very careful about the decisions I make just because I know how anyway. So that's when you bring up casinos. I don't want to, I don't want to promote the idea of casinos just because I had such a bad experience myself. Um, sure. crypto, crypto is so notorious for casinos, but you know, it's just, I don't want to be the trigger that, you know, validates somebody's addiction. Um, and so that's, that's anyway, that's why I want to have a kind of a segue there. Yeah, no, it's a hard lesson to learn. And, and I've no, I mean, just so many, People, I mean, myself included. I, I mean, thankfully, knock on wood, I don't have like an addiction to it. Yeah. But I get sucked in oh, just like everybody else. The, I mean, and it's so easy to get sucked in. I do want to actually finish the story there. So um, I lost all the money and then I had someone in the crypto community out of nowhere say, hey, man, I see you're really sad. Do you want a full time job? And I'm like, yes, I do want a full time job. <laughs> and it paid me more than I've ever been paid before. And you want to hear something else about that story is the guy I lost. So I lost all that Ethereum and the guy who created the casino asked me, he hired me to redo the UI and I made back double what I lost. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, people who want to get rich in crypto, I mean, we all want to like buy some coin at a millionth of a penny and yeah. it go up to a penny and we're trillionaires. Right. But that's yeah, so rare. Yep. It's so rare. It never happens. Um, I think, you know, my, my advice is if you want to get rich in crypto, work in crypto, like build oh, something gosh, in crypto, man. right? You want to hear a funny story is I've put a total of $100 in Ethereum my entire, oh. so I've been in since 2017 and I could tell you my portfolio is worth over, you know, easily. I, it's just, it's up there. Let's just say it's up there. I don't want people like trying to find out where I live. <laughs> where are his private keys? <laughs>
They are nowhere. I, I keep everything on my uh, my MetaMask. I, I use a Mac computer. It's uh... <laughs> Here's the, the IP address is one port. <laughs> People get really worried about like, oh, they're going to come find me. I have way too much money. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe they should just move to a safer location. <laughs> move to Georgia. We're all really nice. Southern hospitality. They don't even know anything about crypto, so they won't steal your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's uh so that that's kind of how you got back in. You, so you didn't. Luckily, you maybe recognized. You know, hey, it's not crypto. It's me, right? I made the mistake. I'm the problem. Right? <laughs> I'm the problem, right? It was, and that, it was that's the biggest actually, eye opener that I ever had in my life. You like, know, and I think anybody who's done any sort of investing where it's turned into gambling has had that. Like I've had that early on in my stock market career. Worked in the stock market, bought some stuff. You know, bought some some companies that I thought were going to go to the moon. You know, we didn't even talk about the moon back then, but I thought we were going to oh, do really well. Win moon. And they went to zero, you know, and I rode them all the way to oh, zero. Oh, dude, like, you're hardcore, dude. I actually I, respect that. You know, but that that you learn through time and energy that that's not the way you actually should make bets. Like when you make bets yeah. on companies or coins or whatever, you take losses when you realize that your bet was wrong. And, you know, the hard-headed person uh, rides the stuff to zero. And, uh, Dude, is that you know, good or bad? Do you, are you, like, proud of yourself or not? No. What I, what I am is... <laughs> I'm I proud of that, you. Honestly, I'm proud of you from hodling you have to, to You have to learn that you have to correct your behavior. I right? know, but, and, like, sometimes the story of the people who held to zero, like, I love them way more than the people who are like, Ah! Ah! Sell! Sell! <laughs> the freaking they should have never bought you know if you're if you didn't do enough research if that's you freaking a man it's so interesting just the whole people who um who are able to hold through massive swings right and you know the people who've usually been able to get very very wealthy with any sort it's of people who don't need the money instantly is right? the people who don't need the money that's exactly yeah, it's right it's somebody assholes, who the assholes you know, the who don't need the money <laughs> <laughs> the Winklevoss twins buy Bitcoin at, at $30. They don't care, right? It, it, it's only, it was only $2 million. They have $50 million. Uh, yeah, it's nothing uh, it's to them. It's just too much money. They have so they, they can ride it forever, you know? Or an insane person. Like, there are insane people who will literally never take profits. Like, there, I don't know if you oh, see Oh, like me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you see. I, well, I, did, I, I did buy some furniture this bull season, so... Thank you, West Elm. Thank you, my yeah. wife, for picking it all out. It is wonderfully comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but there are people who will like, oh, no, it doesn't matter. I, I'll wait forever. You know, but usually most times those people get wrecked, like almost always. Like it almost never happens. I, but it, 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 It's such a good getting wrecked is like it's a rite of passage. Let's not yeah. act like it's a bad thing. It's not. No, it's a learn. It can be a learning experience. It, it is. I think for the wise, it's learning. For the unwise, it, they're going to get mad and not come back, and I'm glad because yeah. I don't want dumb people in our ecosystem. <laughs> well, good luck with that, brother. <laughs> okay, I'm actually – I'd like to retrace my statement because we are going for the mainstream. So There's, If you want the world to accept crypto, uh, you got to get dumber. Let's get dumb dumber. People. All right, all right, we'll get dumber. Sorry. Sorry to all I mean, the dumb I do agree with you. We are super early. Super early. It, it doesn't feel that way because everybody now on the news is talking about crypto. But it's still – the it's so many barriers to entry. You can't get in. That's exactly right. I mean, the barrier, the entry point for most people is Coinbase right now. If we're oh, talking about disgusting. the U.S., right, it's Coinbase. 
And it's um, disgusting. Which isn't even an entry point. How right? much it's- percentage do they take? How much does Coinbase take? Because I like I put money in and I'm like, where'd the money go? Like I, I swear I just put money in here. Now it's half. What just happened? And it's not because the price changed. It's because they had so many freaking fees. And I'm like, freaking A, guys. Like, like lighten up on the greed. No, man. What you need to understand is from my old old man investor perspective is, oh, Coinbase is going to dominate this space. It's going to be the dominant okay. um, market in the United States. And, oh, I should probably buy some Coinbase stock. When oh, true. Dips, oh, you know? 100%. And, I agree uh, with you. I just don't like them. So I, <laughs> it's just like Coinbase is stupid, but I'll still use them. I can do that. I think they call that a sign of intelligence, like That's holding right. two opposing thoughts and not letting them conflict with each other. So yep. Coinbase sucks. I'm not a fan of Brian Armstrong, but I'll still use this platform. Actually, I did delete my platform. It takes five years for them to delete your platform. So just know that really? before you sign up. Yeah, they, they'll let the IRS tinker around in it for five years before they True. give it back to you. Your, your, your right to be deleted, it's actually non-existent anymore. So good <laughs> luck with the free and new internet. <laughs> you can't be deleted. Uh-huh. Hey. You're stuck. I, I, I'd be all about you can't be canceled, but I don't think that's a, that's a thing. Well, no, imagine if you were racist and on Twitter and then they saved your tweet and now you're forever married to this racist tweet that you no longer have any, like, you're, it's not you anymore. So they lock you into these, like, you know, basically, you know how someone will find a tweet from three years ago and you said something that you don't, you have no affiliation with. And you right. probably said it sporadically and you were hangry. You didn't eat food and you were just mad and your wife probably said something and you were just you know trying to think about something else i don't know but anyway i'm just thinking like people just this cancel culture is annoying the piss out of yeah me. i mean what it is i think is as a culture we need to be able to um you used to be able to apologize and yeah. move on and from, they're like no 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 i'm gonna be better no I'm gonna be there's bitter. no apology great enough now you don't like my lifestyle so we can't associate i mean especially i you know when i come back to this kind of idea of young men like young males are basically wild monkeys and if we're not going to be able to allow these wild monkeys to play around That's make good. mistakes hey, and then make point. up for the mistake we're oh, lost because you've, you've lost great point, great point basically great point. half of your society yep um and we're not doing a great job of supporting are we talking you. about crypto or what are we <laughs> bro this is the, the podcast as we go deep man oh it's i not... didn't know i like it dude like i'm i'm usually the one doing the interview so i'm like are we staying on topic or no like <laughs> All right, well, let's let's get past the because we could go on forever about. Um, I will too. Go to philosophy, and I'll stay here forever. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I do too. I love it as well. But so tell me about Amplify and what your vision was. First of all, how you came to it. Like, what made you say, "Ooh, I want to move in the music space, and I want to do something well disruptive here." You know, music was just an avenue that was more openly available to me, especially when it came to, it's like pre-financed. So we were pre-funded, you know, out the gate. We didn't need money and we still don't need money. It's kind of a funny place to be. Like we're turning more people down um, because, you know, we want everyone to, anyways. So let me back up. It actually wasn't even ever going to be called Amplify Art. Um, I had this idea of Guimix or Wemix, W-E-I which is the lowest form of Ethereum. And then I was like, wouldn't it be cool if you just showed like how much, how much we that person had, and then, you know, you condensed it down to like 80 million K and it would just make a whole nother dynamic for buying and selling music. But let me start from the beginning. <laughs> so, Ampl- uh, so this guy is, his pseudonym is Don Flaquito. Um, I'm not sure if he still wants to be anonymous or not. So let's keep rolling with that. 
he comes to me and he's like, Hey man, I'm just, I got a heavy heart for these musicians, these independent artists who aren't getting a shot that they deserve. And I'm like, yeah, screw that. You know, I feel like everyone deserves a fair shot. So he planted this seed in my head. And then like, so I've known Don for a long time. We actually became friends because he was so stubborn on a Decentraland trade. Like mm -hmm. he had two parcels. He had two parcels that were touching mine. Um, and I'm like, I want an estate. So I definitely need those two parcels. So I was like, <laughs> he it took three days to land this deal. And I like, I've never taken that long. This guy's stubborn. And I'm like, I like him. He literally, and it wasn't like he made it miserable. He's like, nah, dude, I'm not going to, he worked with me. And I'm like, this guy's cool. I, I think we could be friends. And we did. Lo and behold, we became friends. I actually thought he scammed me. It's a funny story because like the way we did it, like he totally could have scammed me. And I gave him like $5,000 and I'd never bought an NFT that expensive. And I'm like, I looked at my wife. I'm like, there's like a 50% chance I just got scammed. And that's crypto. <laughs> and, that's, and that's crypto. <laughs> and she's just like, why do you do this to me? <laughs> First of all, why are you buying magic beans on the internet? And second, you're an idiot. What are you talking about? You just bought land on the internet. I'm gonna. But you, you sound like my wife, dude. What are you doing? I'm getting. I'm sinking into my seat now. Like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you got you got the, the actual transaction went through. You got the land. They did, and I got the land. Yep. Thanks for that. And so, turns out, him and I had so many things in common. We just kept up. He actually introduced me to Terra Virtua which later became my job for seven months, which I got to kind of see the inner workings of Hollywood and how people kind of navigate it. And it kind of made me sick, to be completely honest. And I'm just going to be candid about it. Like, I hated seeing these creators treated like slaves. I hated seeing creators not being able to, like, I don't know, like contract work is fun until it's not. Mm -hmm. um, and creators get to find that out way later in their life that, like, I freaking hate what I'm doing. And then, so they're, but then they realize they're locked into the system that they can't get out of. And so, um, and all the work that they create, they're selling to these licensors. So they really don't get even get the full circle of like, I created this, people are enjoying it because whatever they created probably got chopped down a million times. It doesn't even look like the first thing they created. So many hands were on it. Like, it's just like, I did that small chink of armor right there to the shiny part in that game. And like, no, you didn't. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, and with NFTs, like I've got to see like so many special things happen when someone buys an NFT from a creator directly from them. They give them the money, they show their support, and they get to be along for the ride. You can actually help them grow as a creator. Um, and it doesn't. And, and so like if you enjoy their art or craft, you can buy it and support them at that level. But if you want to spend more money, you want a one of one M&M album, you know, like, and you want to spend a million dollars for it, that's fine. That's your prerogative. We're actually trying to hit every audience level. So if you want to buy songs for two cents or you want to buy a song for a million dollars, like that's your prerogative. So anyway, the way the platform works and the way that it kind of came to fruition is that I just saw a lot of issues that I was very unhappy with. I saw a lot of unfair treatment to creators. I saw a lot of people who did nothing, making a lot of money. And that is bullshit. Uh, if you do nothing, you should make shit. I don't care how much work you did in the past. If you're not still grinding for the project or service, you should be making shit. You deserve shit. If you are not helping your team, if you're making a hundred times that more that more than your lowest paid employee, you're a piece of shit. You are a piece of shit and you should go to jail. 
So every executive, every executive who makes a hundred, or you have crappy employees, one or the other. No, 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 no. I think you're a piece of shit. And I think, yeah, no, nah, I'm being dead serious. And people can, you can cut this out, you can leave it in. But I want to speak to I don't cut anything out, the man. corporate, the corporate assholes out there who make a hundred times more than their janitors. How about you just, you know, like, dude, I'm just, it just pisses me off so much because they feel like it, they, they're entitled to it, which is bullshit. They're entitled to shit. And I hope this project like leaves them empty handed. Anyway, so what was All the, right, so let's what was get the question? The, what so was the, the question? <laughs> so the big idea then, just so I can clarify, distill this down. Okay. The big idea is you want to create a platform where artists can reach their fans directly and have that synergy take place, that exchange take place. Where they get 97% of the sale. So they get 90% of the, 97, of the sale. 97, 97%. 97%. Then the person who purchased that piece of art in this case so it's art it's music. art and music so, so it's this a, it's music a, it's, a, it's a bulk it's right. so you you get the piece of art mm -hmm. and then you get however many songs they uploaded with that piece of art so it's like an album so i love the idea of buying cds when i was little i hope i had one laying around and i even went to walmart and i was hard to find a cd i'm like where the freaking crap is it i haven't been out in a while and there was like this tiny section i'm like it's like my 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 the history of like i loved it man i love going to walmart buying a cd popping it in whatever your eight track little boom box and just really enjoying that experience. Like the whole thing, the looking mm -hmm. the song, finding the music, buying it from the register, driving home, popping it in your, like you have eight tracks. So you put it in one of the eight. Cause you know, you have a, you have your right. top eight, yeah, right. Yeah. And like you play the music and it's just this special thing happens. Like you love the music cause it resonates with you obviously. So that's already like, but there's just like, but now, so that's cool. But now I want to, innovate further and so when i say innovate further it's like when you buy the music you own it so we claim to be itunes done right um what itunes did wrong is they never let you own sh shit right. <laughs> so i i use cursing to re-emphasize how pissed off i am at these greedy assholes who are greedy and assholes and they're not willing to admit that they're greedy assholes so when when the user purchases in this case an album they own that album Right, and then there's a you're gonna have a marketplace for them to buy and sell. Yeah, uh, they they can sell. Well, yeah, they'll buy and sell. So when you buy off the primary marketplace, you're buying the bulk, or you're buying the collection, the basically the album artwork and and the songs. So, but once those are sold out, like they're gone. So the artist gets to choose how many they're gonna mint, how many songs, and then they can schedule it. And then once they schedule it, it's basically in our platform to be released so they can go and do their marketing spinning or whatever. We can help them out as well. Um, mm -hmm. But we do have some upper level artists on the in the hopper, so they may, may not need that much assistance from us. We're just a service, really. Um, anyway, we're a fun service. So what, what was my train of thought, dude? What was the next so, thing? So that they'll list it. Is it going to be like auction style? or is it No, they choose, the they choose the pricing. We actually are going to innovate a lot. So... Um, don't write anything off like whatever so the it's possible they could go to some sort of auction for whatever the look we have we're gonna have the best feedback loop with the community because this is by creators for creators it's also by the community for the community like this is us building a platform that we want to be a part of 
not that we're forced to be a part of or we're guilt tripped into being part of or we, you know like it's it's none of that it's a place that you want to go after your nine to five job and hang out and kick it with people who like common music and because that's one thing people don't realize and it's something i got to realize which was really special is like i bought art in the nft space and i got to find out that the art that resonated with me like i when i met the artist because i did the the spotlights i got to interview them with terra virtua i realized that the art that i really loved the people who did the art, my personality matched so well with them. So you're going to see like a better way to find your soulmate based on like this idea of like shared passions. So mm -hmm. you see this person owns all the favorite albums you like. Go, don't go to eHarmony, come to freaking Amplify Art. Like it'll save you a lot of time. So I love that. I love actually what the thing I find um, fascinating about it. Not necessarily fascinating, but the met the the interaction that I like is that as a user, when I purchase an album, my ability I then become a natural promoter of oh, yeah. that person's art. Yep, exactly. Because then by promoting it myself, basically I'm enhancing my own what do you call bag? Well, yeah, crypto, yeah. Right? I mean, if I pr promote this guy, yep, right, and this guy becomes more popular, well, guess yep. what? what i own you make money you make valuable money. right yep exactly yeah. you get it i hope so, people discover that on their own but the secondary marketplace for music is going to change the game for more than just you know being able to get rid of a song when you've over listened to it um you're also going to be able to see what people think the value of a song is so right. screw the billboard top 100 we could give you actual data for what people are what people value your song at you know um, so, well, I again, mean, it's interesting if you look at it like, okay, let's take uh, the most poppy of pop, Taylor Swift, right? When she's yeah, 12, she releases yeah. an album, right? Yeah. She only sells 100 units of it, and people buy them for a penny because nobody knows who Taylor Swift is. Well, what happens when Tw Taylor Swift is a worldwide phenomenon and everybody knows her? Are those original 100 going to be valuable? Oh, you're darn right they are, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Like the, those are the lost Taylor Swift albums. Dude, like, right? the, you just made some millionaires. Easily. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so if it, you're smart and you get in early and you have a good ear for good music, like you right. do have a massive opportunity to never have to work again. Yeah. So I want people I to think, realize there is that and, opportunity. And I think it's it's so um, we're so early in the space that we don't really know how, you know, people are just experimenting with how kind of me selling my, I'm, I'm an artist and I'm selling my uh, album with some music. But how that sale, that NFT can can build deeper relationships. So does that allow? I mean, we we haven't even thought through the ten million ways that could be used by the oh. artist. Oh yeah. Meetups, hangouts. Oh dude, everything. Like, yeah, the the Access. physical crossover, the geolocation, spatial yeah, hooks. Yeah, it, it's like we haven't oh, even begun. Just wait, guys. Just wait. We got a lot of things in the hopper. So yeah, and and the reality is, is that we're so new and we're we can't even see what it's going to be in ten years. This is well, like trying to predict. Imagine Imagine augmented reality where you have a little Pokemon creature that needs to be fed and then you have your AR lens and he runs up, you get a buzz on your little smartwatch, your dude's hungry, you look through your AR lens, he's actually at your ankle like trying to get you to feed him, you have to go and feed him and then he runs off and plays some more. Yep. That's a little bit of a glimpse of the future for you. <laughs> and then that's all in augmented reality that you've uploaded and onto the internet. So like you can have people visiting you in a virtual space. That's actually your real space. So your friends, you're like, your friends like, Hey, I'm at your house. And you're like, what the heck? You pull yeah. up your, your, your phone camera. Like you are at my house <laughs> That's right. and he's looking at your NFTs on the wall and like that aren't there, but they are there. 
So that's the future, man. It's it is. I, I see. I do see that, and I, I actually um, I get super excited about it. I think you know, it's just it's it's off in the distance a bit, but it's not that far off, right? right. And um, I think we're going to be stunned by how quickly it happens when it finally really, really like. Really oh, it's happens. about to. I think. I, yeah, I, but it's it's going to be beautiful. Honestly, I'm not mad. All this mainstream money's here because then we at least get quality. Absolutely. But I want no, mainstream money brings innovation, brings t- yeah, to, to which is stuff. which is great. But like, I don't want to lose the ethos and all that noise. And so the ethos is like, you own your content. You no one can take it from you. The the KYC AML bullcrap is bullcrap. You deserve your own identity, and you don't have to give up your identity while you know moving assets around. You shouldn't have to. You right. really shouldn't have to. They need to find out a better way to tax us because the ways that they have it set up right now are encroaching on like a very free and liberating thing. And it's called crypto. Yep. I could go down that rabbit hole for yeah, let's uh, just keep 50 <laughs> hours. Uh, Cause yeah, it's like, uh, and, and, and I, you know, my feeling on that is, you know, it's very possible we get a digital dollar in the next couple, yeah. you know, year or two it years. It is true. And they just cut, take a cut of every single transaction. They will, they like will, that. you know, it, you uh, know which honestly, I would be if it if I didn't have to do my taxes every year and oh they just gosh. took a tenth and of one percent of everything, I'd be like, on yes, the ledger, dude, seriously, I would you be know? so happy to enter into that. I don't, I love government infrastructure when they're not screwing us. <laughs> Good luck, you know? as always. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, but I love the idea of government infrastructure when good people are in control, <laughs> but they're not. It's a bunch of evil bullshit. But... Are they ever? Well, let me actually, let, so let's just finalize. So I understand the initial sale, right? I purchased an album. Now I want to sell individual songs, right? I can do that, right? Yep. Yep. You can, you can price them however you want. Um, right. It's instant. We're using side chains, so you don't have to pay for gas like an idiot. Right. Um, so, yeah. Now when know. I sell a song, say I sell a song for $1, uh-huh. I receive how much? Does the artist receive some? Does the So, so the, the song... So that's it. It, it. It's I'm glad you asked that because it's super important for people to understand. On the secondary marketplace with songs, uh, 97% goes to the owner. So you would be the owner if you bought it, and then 3% goes back to the artist. So they're making passive income based on the volume of their music. So that's okay. like a huge, like amount of money, especially mm-hmm. if we're making like a million dollars in volume a day. Now, now none of that goes back to the platform though. None of that so, percentage? So it does. So we actually, so it all works on this thing called support card. The support card system is basically how we become the world's first decentralized music label. And it also helps you. It basically it has the utility uh, where you gain passive income from the primary sales. So um, the secondary sales, uh, the platform does not benefit. Only the, the beneficiaries are the creator of the music and the art and then the song owner. So the platform doesn't actually benefit from that. We only benefit from, so it basically makes us continue to push new um, genres, artists. Like, so the platform's goal is to grow. And so it kind of incentivizes us in the exact right way to continue to get that variety for our user base. Um, so we really didn't really need to implement any sort of like split there. I really wanted people to be, have the opportunity to make real money. And the more you cut it down, the less that is. Um, and another thing I want to actually mention is during the primary sale, because um, people are thinking we're cutting out um, 
labels and there's just this like legacy system we can't just like peel people out of well my response is well there are people who are primed and ready for a system just like this and these are the people who never got looped into the you know label nonsense like sony music is notorious for murdering people um <laughs> allegedly <laughs> yeah whatever um, <laughs> sony music's evil bro <laughs> like super evil i know you're yeah like they can yeah i don't care um yeah but they make the playstation the playstation yeah awesome. yeah <laughs> i mean i could make crack and you could be like crack tastes great so you know that's another so you have an opportunity here to to you're looking really to build a giant killer right you you want to build something where artists all it, over the world can I want to say I want to say no to the biggest artists in the world. That's my goal. I want to turn down the Taylor Swifts. No, you want what you want is you want when Taylor Swift's contract well, she, comes she, due yeah, when, when her contract and she's over, negotiating between yeah, she can Capitol Records here. and yeah. she can just be like, you know what? I actually don't. I want to go independent. Right? She has our option. So yeah. when I say I don't want anyone with a label, and I love Taylor Swift's great. I love her story. I watched her documentary. She seems great. I hate the fact that she was Christian and then she got like perverted, but um, well, you might have to cut that out because you, know, <laughs> you don't want people to think that I'm a Christian and they, they don't buy because, you know, religion and whatnot, but whatever. Um, anyway, what was the question? <laughs> so it, it's interesting, actually, because Taylor Swift is actually almost the perfect use case. Then get her, man. Taylor, anyone listening. Story a little yeah. bit, right? She had problems with the initial contract. Oh, that you're signed, right. You're right. You're right. right? They they basically owned her music, right? That's right. Which she is the pissed. normal the normal deal for young artists, right? And that is traded multiple times now to different you know groups and finance That's committees and whoever. like hedge fund managers. Yeah, hedge fund <laughs> managers who own her music, right? And she's like, In her "That's life. my music," and it's like, "No, it's not," because you signed a contract to make that not your music, right? It's so sad. Um, which is the thing, and uh, you know, so this is actually, in my view, this is an opportunity for people who are in the game to get out of the game. You're right. You're right. And, and, and actually control their own. We destiny. were, we were on a call with Andy Grammer and all of his, like, I guess it was his um, labels and the people who manage him and stuff. But I could see his face was just like lit up by this idea. And then I could see the other people like squirming in their seats a bit. And I'm like, listen, like, this is just the future. You can either get on or get out of the way um, because like, you're not going to make money unless you work with us. Um, because your, your middleman bullshit is over. Like you getting to sit on the sidelines and make money just because you know somebody it's over. I, I don't mean, care. It's so, all, all, you know, if you pay attention to music at all, you've heard a million of these stories. I mean, I, I remember listening to, um, an interview with, uh, Sammy Hagar, you know, the singer from Van Halen, the second singer from Van Halen. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know how crooked this is? He's like our manager was making more than our bass player, right? Whoever the bass player is, I can't remember his name in band. That's Island. normal though, dude. He's like, like dude, our manager was making more than him. He's like, if that's not the most wrong thing you've ever heard in your life, you haven't heard it. I mean, this is like, it's wrong, you know? Um, and so that, I, for me, that's what gets me excited about your project. It's like, no, this is an opportunity to, to do things in a different way. And it may not be perfect. And we it's may, have, the right and may way. have to change over time. It, and we're trying to be fair. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Our ultimate goal is to be the fairest we can be. Um, 
and and for no one to get mad. My, my fe- well, good luck with that. Uh, my feeling is like the act. My, my, when I'm I'm talking to you now, and I've heard a little bit about it before, but my thought, first thought, when you're telling me the percentages and breakdowns, is that the the secondary sale, the platform needs to make money on that secondary sale, we can, whether we it's one percent or it. a half a percent it, or something. I'm, I want to be. I want to play it by ear. If we do, I don't want to assume we need it when we don't. Because if we have, it's easier. I mean, I just honestly, I want to make sure we as a platform don't get greedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to protect ourselves because I love the ethos. Blockstack carried the ethos of can't be evil. So you mm-hmm. code smart contracts that just they don't allow you to be evil. Google came out with that that whole thing slogan like don't be evil. And so mm-hmm. Blockstack was like, how about we make it where you can't be evil? Well, I think that's the beauty of the blockchain, right? Your your entire community will be able to see, oh, how much you're making. And yeah. then you'll be able to say, well, okay, we're making 1% of all sales, but yeah. we're spending money on, you know, five developers yeah. and we're yeah. making the platform yeah. better. Yeah. Right? People, are, people are willing to pay money for service they receive, right? Oh, yeah. When that gets out of whack. They, yeah, when it's, it's unfair. It's, it's when it I'd becomes unfair. We, and I think we, yeah. We're willing yeah. to take time to facilitate that delicate balance between creatives, collectors, fans, uh, and artists. Um, yeah. I, I have like literally this has my full focus. Um, and if anyone's watched me in this space for all the years that I've been here, they know that like when something has my full focus, I don't quit. And 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 basically like this is going it, it, I'll, and I'll sink with the ship. This is I, you know. I know that I'm making the majority of decisions, but I believe in them because I've been in the space since 2017. I know what I don't like. I know what the community doesn't like. I know what people want. I know how to build things that people come back to. Like, and my plan is to create a platform that people actually want to use and they cherish and they show off. Like, I'd rather make it where the marketing is P2P than business to P, like, <laughs> or, or forcing it down their throats or right. whatever. So I want to cultivate an environment that is fair. Um, in every way and paves the way for more opportunities that never existed before. And it's automated. So it's not like anyone's having to stress out to make these things happen. It's structured in a way that nobody has to put oil in the system. You set it and forget it unless we need to fork it because, you know, something broke, which is going to be rare because we have near.org backing us up. And they're like, they have industry leaders behind them. And you don't know that yet, but they're freaking forced to be reckoned with. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I was I was thinking, you know, it's so interesting because you're you're talking about um, your support NFTs, which are basically the people who are building the project. Yeah, it it goes to founders, goes to maybe artists who are any early believers. Yeah, early believers. Basically, these are your this is your your early backers um, NFTs, which the theory with that is these guys are helping build the thing at the beginning, taking little or no money. To yes. build the thing with you yes, exactly. and they'll be re- rewarded over time passively um, yes because the I've... the support cards depending on how many you own you basically make that split so you go into your dashboard on on the web interface and it shows that holy crap i got a hundred dollars today you know because this artist sold this many albums you make money off every artist selling albums not just specific ones so that's the really cool thing is like you know, like you make money as the platform grows. So yep. you, you believe generally you've got to, it's, it's, this in, it's an NFT that has utility that a lot that you can withdraw 
directly uh, cryptocurrency from. That's money that can be cashed out. You basically can make a living. I know I'm not promising you that you can quit your job today, but anything, I mean, you can make a living in crypto if you're willing to be patient enough and learn a few things. But like, this is a project that I have full intentions of giving opportunities out of um, or blossoming opportunities. It's just, you'll see it. Once we get started, you'll realize people are going to start making money right out the gate. And you're going to be like, dang, man, I wish I would have gave that more of a shot or I wish I would have contributed a little bit more or helped them get up and running quicker. We're going to be a success either way, but the more help we have, the quicker we're going to get there. So if anyone wants to jump in the community and uh, offer some skills, like I will be like open to uh, trading the same opportunities that we've given to the original OGs. Like I know there's talent out there that could boost our platform to another level. And I want that talent. And, and if you can legitimately provide that, then please join our discord. Um, say, Hey, I mean, we do Friday uh, team calls uh, and you can keep up with where we're at in development, everything. Um, and yeah, and, and, and we could probably toss you a support card if you're, you know, big enough help no promises, but if you're producing numbers and you create some KPIs that you're delivering on freaking, yeah, dude, we're going to give you as much money as you want. Um, so if you're proving the value, you're helping us grow, you're bringing users, then obviously we're going to pay you, um, in tokens and support cards. So that really is like, I would really like to put that call out there because, um, we're not going to be a success by ourselves. This success is based on the people who love the platform and use the platform and who give advice, who help us grow, who engage in the community, who just people who love to be there and who trust us enough to stay. Um, I would love for, for us to continue to grow that. So when's the, um, when do you hope to have your first version out for people to interact with and begin using? You know, July 12th, it's because it's my, it's my birthday. <laughs> So you want to have a stressful birthday. Is that what you're saying? I want to have the most stressful birthday known to man with things breaking left and right. And my hair is like already like half missing. I pulled it all out. I all know, right. dude, I'm the heart. My crypto heart is hard. I can withstand like some of the worst news. So um, I'm not going anywhere. And so you can you can rest easy knowing that I'm willing to put up with the, the crap it takes the startup to get off the runway. I'm willing to look like the bad guy. I'm willing to call out Sony Music for being a bullshit label. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, right? Someone has to stand up. Somebody. Hey, th the best way to stand up, I mean, in my opinion, is to make something better, right? And to this do is, better. To me, right? this is 100 times better because it's void of greed. And that's something they can't do. They need money too bad. And you know me, not from Silicon Valley. I'm not even from Florida. Now the new Silicon Valley. I'm from Flowery Branch, Georgia, and I'm going to wreck the system. <laughs> I can, hey. you, don't, you can leave that in there. You don't have to. <laughs> but I, I, like, I like the idea that like Satoshi Nakamoto inspired me in such a way that I don't know if I can ever look at the world the same way. Because... The money never moved. I mean, did it? Did it move? Shitoki's, uh, Shitoshi's accounts, are st uh, his, his wallet's still there. See, as long as Satoshi Nakamoto's money doesn't move, I believe somebody can live a life and do things that aren't for money. He did something. He unlocked the ability to, uh, for us to have a chance at freedom in the financial industry. Mm -hmm. I don't know who he is. It's definitely not that asshole who claimed it. Craig, Craig, Craig right? Uh, Craig. Hey, if this, if he ever listens to this, screw you, Craig, you asshole. <laughs> You're a freaking asshole. You freaking asshole. 
That's all I have to say about Craig Wright. <laughs> and if he, I hope he sees this dude. Like, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> dude, Russ is a man of strong convictions, man. Strong. I convictions. don't like, dude. You that don't I know. That I've learned already. You are. I have. A man of I have seen right? the Eye of the Beast, dude, and it is disgusting. Yeah. It is oh, like I mean, they will. They they literally like murder people for a dime. Like it's insane. <laughs> they and they and and they laugh about it. And well, I think th there's nothing better than building something better that people use, right? And and you can be, you know, I mean, look, it's very easy to fall into these traps. I've seen it with multiple businesses. And, I mean, people would say, oh, you know, I don't know, Zuckerberg's evil or, or oh, yeah. McDorsey's evil, hey, whoever. Hey, whatever. Okay. I'm, I'm able to be convinced otherwise. So I say these grandiose statements because, like, prove me wrong. Prove me right. you're not evil. Tell, Show me you have a good heart. So, but I, I, but I, I, my, my core belief though is the yeah. better way is not to just call him out, but build something. Well, better. I want I want to yeah. call out Craig Wright and tell him to apologize to the whole community of Bitcoin for being an <laughs> asshole and claiming something that wasn't his. Like, come on, dude. What if he really is? Though? I don't buy it. <laughs> then why doesn't he move his money? No, because he supposedly was hacked, man. He was hacked. I want to punch his stupid face. <laughs> like bring Craig right here. I want to box him. I'll By the way, did you did you happen to read that that testimony the dude gave? It Who? was pretty. It was pretty fascinating. Did Is you it read Craig that? Wright? No, it was, it was in the the deposition. Uh, you know, for the lawsuit he has, and one of the other dudes, I forget his name, who was like one of the found, you know, right there at the founding of Bitcoin, had to give a de deposition, and uh, he just gets into the details of it. it's fascinating, man. Is it Absolutely. actually like good? Am I being like a millennial it, right now? And <laughs> I, I was honestly, I was thinking of doing like a podcast explaining what he said because it's huge. It's like 250 pages long. Really? Yeah, Dang. it's huge. So um, maybe I'm just like an ill-informed millennial who's just being a butthole. <laughs> no, I mean Craig was definitely you know part of part the of it. Like, he was really? part. He was there. At the, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's part of it. He was there at the beginning. That's for sure. I think um, I'm just like. I, that, I may be jumping on a bandwagon there, but like, Craig, if you want to jump on this podcast and clear the air, please do it. <laughs> it is I'll fascinating. Join. I'll join as well. You, me, and Adam can have a podcast. and we can I'm a, I'm, I am always fascinated because I, I think it um, that anonymity um, is such a boost for Bitcoin. While Ethereum, it's very easy to uh, point to... Vitalik and just be like, oh, it's Vitalik, you know, and, and go down this rabbit hole of like, you know, I don't know. Is he evil? Is he bad? He's, you know, it's just like, oh, I, I it's nice to have an anonymous thing. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think that actually has a lot of value. You don't understand the value of anonymity is so much more than you'll ever realize. But like they try to basically paint it like we can't give you anonymity because there's so much evil in the world and that way, but then they get to get away with their evil that much more because they're like in the name of keeping you safe and children. Right. We need to know everything about like, you. You don't, you don't like children getting raped, right? Right. So sign this bill. <laughs> so you basically get to never worry about your children ever being raped, but you also <laughs> give up all of your ability to have privacy, but yeah. Your children. If you love raised. kids, you'll do it. If yeah. you love children, yeah. Oh my gosh, man! It's it's so one of, one of the actually one of the interesting problems that needs to be solved, and I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, is this idea of, for example, a wallet? Right. Just take it at the basic thing. Right. I have a wallet. Everybody can see all my stuff. 
So, but the moment I interact in any sort of way with it online, people know, oh, that's that's Adam's wallet. I right? love that. Yep. Right. So, how can we make kind of this ownership within, you know, Web 3.0? How can we make ownership kind of anonymous, but then it it stays with you, right? So your stuff and all your, in this case, you know, you you take your my my album that I bought on on Amplify. How can that stay with me, but it's still anonymous? Like how to create that system where things can transfer around, even if I switch yeah, personas. It, it, so you have to do end-to-end -end encryption, um, and yeah. they're actually trying to make it illegal to do it. So it's they're like the U.S. is trying to create regulation that makes end-to-end -end encryption illegal. So um, our, the solutions that people are trying to build are getting freaking stifled by regulators because they're trying to make it seem like if we have end-to-end -end encryption, then children can get raped. <laughs> so honestly, I the the solution is something like Portis, P-O-R-T-I-S.io, where they have a non-custodial wallet that's secured by end-to-end -end encryption. So you can have all your wallets in like one place uh, and then you can take it wherever you want and log in with socials and stuff like that. It's really seamless. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, that's not our solution. It's just a good solution. That's a interesting, yeah. Yeah. It, but but it's it's a non-custodial like honestly they are doing a lot of things right i respect those guys shapeshift which is an exchange ended up buying them they went from centralized to decentralized because they didn't want to put up the regulator bullshit either um because it's not worth it like genuinely ripple left because it's not worth it like you're not getting anything out of it by staying in america with crypto so I would advise everyone to leave America if you're dealing with crypto because America sucks. As, as you say this from Georgia. <laughs> yeah, well, it does. I mean, I'm not like, like we're, we have to literally, yeah. We have to be very careful because the regulators, so the asshole regulators are making our jobs way harder. Yep. I, I mean, for me as a believer, I actually do believe uh, having lived outside of the United States for almost 30 years. Wow. Um, and seeing different ways of life, different, countries and that sort of thing um i actually am a big believer in america simply because america has this it it, it instills a, when you grow up in america you you are imbued with this idea that individuals matter and individuals can change the world and a lot of the countries in the world do not have that same belief really which is very it's fascinating Yes, they do not believe in the individual. Wow. They believe in the collective. They believe in our society as a whole. They believe and, in your government entity. And you'd be stunned. Um, and so for in that way, I want America, America to succeed. Really? And, yeah, in that way, I, want, a, okay. the, I want the U.S. government to it, not only embrace crypto, but allow crypto to be I, free. A part of me wants America to be punished. Like, is that weird? Like, and I live here. No, you've just, you've highlighted the American mindset, which is we recognize this is, the, and it's the beauty of America too, is we recognize our bad deeds in the past and we want to correct them. We do. Right. In that way, people will put it down and whatever, but nobody's harder on America than Americans. You're right. right. That's a great point. And, and the thing is, we as Americans actually do learn. We actually do change rapid more quickly than any other culture on earth in my opinion you may have converted we change me, quicker dude. we may, change faster than everybody else hang out that, a flag on that my... gives us a distinct advantage over everybody else because we can okay. see our mistakes okay. and actually argue about it and actually change it's a I mean, hard pill to swallow because it's like a hard pill to swallow i like i like being pessimistic adam so 
<laughs> well, it, it, you know, it's the uh, it, it's the American way. We nobody likes to be- beat up America more than Americans, but at the same time, this. <laughs> I just hope. Idiot. I truly Idiot. hope Idiot. that that the American government, our our government, doesn't stifle what can be the driver for American innovation we'll for see. the next fifty years. You know, I feel like we got to rely on the people to step up more. Than- oh, hundred percent. It's all yeah. about the individual. I'm a I'm a huge believer, and this is why I'm a believer in you. And trying to push even all your, you know, your hardcore beliefs, which are hardcore, um, I think that is sometimes required to do something so different. And yeah. that that core of I'm going to shake this up and I'm going to shake it to its foundations to something completely different the, than the current standard. The difference is you can't buy me because I, I don't really care about money that much. That's the one <laughs> thing that's different about me than everybody else is I think money is stupid. <laughs> and that gives me superpowers to say no to the assholes well money money itself money is okay look money is a stupid tool to build relationships let me finish the sentence money is a stupid tool to build relationships okay if, ever, if everyone memorized that statement the world would be a much better place money's critical though you recognize it's a critical it stupid tool i'm trying to break people out of this basically people are slaves to the dollar they are a slave. Those hedge fund managers are probably the biggest slaves, but they just watch it. Just that little candle, like, come on, come on, come on. We planned you. We planned you weeks in advance. Just come on. Like, what kind of lifeless life is that? <laughs> I don't know. I've never been a hedge fund guy. I did. I have, I have uh, watched my, my portfolio with bated breath. <laughs> If you haven't done that, well, you've seen that too, right? You've been in the gambling space. I did, you know. I, and, I, and I did margin trading. So I, I was like oh. shorting when I should have been longing. I was longing when oh, I should man. have been shorting. I lost more money than I was up and I was down. And, you know, honestly, that's what broke me out of the love of money. Like, because I've lost and I've gained so many times that I'm like, I literally could make money doing anything. I know it sounds, don't, don't hear me being like egotistical or narcissistic, but if you're passionate enough, money will find you well it's, it's interesting as- what you've just described it it's being passionate that that like day trader mentality it's being passionate about something you actually don't control oh that is a r- real rough way to live um oh geez yeah you're right and, and so having control and being passionate about something you control or are able to put your energy and time and work into it's a completely different that's game. so fulfilling dude it's yeah. so fulfilling and that's, that's what I want to give to the, the community members. Like you're going to be able to have that intrinsical value to the product because you're actually going to have a say in how we direct the product. And I think that's something that isn't done nearly enough. You've seen all of the successful platforms listen to their OGs and their community members and the people who use the platform. Um, mm-hmm. They do really, really well. And eventually they get acquired, but um, I'm not a sellout. So. Well, in theory, you wouldn't be able to sell it anyway, right? Because it's decentralized. Well, the NFTs, however, you know, give you sort of a, that's why I'm very careful with who I sell the support cards to because people are coming and they're like, let me buy the rest of them. Like, no, you can't do anything for us. You would literally just give us money and that's not what we're trying to get. Um, So right now we, we, we actually aren't openly selling these cards. We're getting strategic partnerships and they do have to pay because it's an opportunity and we need more working capital. So um, if you can't do that, then, don't invest. <laughs> so the idea is to have is wi- a, a pretty wide distribution of 
these support yeah, holders. So, and the reason is because we don't want a Bitcoin situation where 51% of the miners are over in China. Um, right. You know, and they, that's literally what we just broke out of. Like, you know, a, a, we don't want a centralized entity controlling our money. Um, so we're trying, and I know like we're three tiers down in that level. Like, you know, we're built on top of a platform, blah, 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 blah. but I'm very, I like, I like what Vitalik's doing, doing and who, all the Ethereum foundation, how they're setting things up, how they're making changes. Um, and it's just really good. I trust what they're doing wholeheartedly. You know, it's funny as I trust Vitalik so much because he was a wild player and his whole story about like him crying himself to sleep because they nerfed his warlocks like favorite move <laughs> and he cried himself to sleep and i'm like dude i can get behind that kind of passion legitimately yeah, yeah. i'm gonna not call i'm not gonna call blizzard an asshole but screw them for nerfing a cool move from vitalik <laughs> i'm just i'm gonna side with vitalik on this one yeah no, it's interesting the whole hey. idea of decentralized hey, and yeah yeah. And I really, I hope he's building uh, decentralized World of Warcraft. I hope he started building it the second he quit playing with them. And then we're going to, Blizzard's going to be like, oh no, we gotta, we're going to have to give back to our users now and be more fair. And I'm like, no, you should have been fair all along. So screw you. We're going to rug pull you. Rug pull Blizzard. It's, it, <laughs> rug, you know, it's let's, so let's interesting. Let's rug, like rug pull Sony, roll, rug pull Blizzard. I don't know. Rug pull Google. Let's do it all. <laughs> you wonder if, I, it makes me wonder, like, um, Fortnite, right? My kid plays Fortnite. Oh, yeah, and the skins he buys. Has he spent more access. money on skins than literally yeah, like, everything else in his I, life combined. Right? What is the resale value of those skins, by Zero. the way? Zero. Oh, can't, no. You can't sell them. You lost the money. You can't oh, sell no. them. Oh, no. That's so, so sad. But it's like, what That's like renting gonna... instead of buying a home. That's really dumb. You should never What rent. companies are going to be able to do that going forward? Like, how long will Fortnite be able to do that model? Not when long. Other models come along and not and long. They're going to have to start giving back to their community. Right. But the thing is, I don't think they can afford to. They've built an infrastructure where, like Microsoft, they can't afford to cut that. They would have to start firing employees in order. The to thing get is, back. I disagree. I actually disagree. You I do? think, yeah. So let's take. You think Fortnite. they're going to have a solution? Epic Games, very specific example. Fortnite, right? If they allowed and they took a percentage, say five percent of every transaction, so you actually owned your skins. Yep. And you could actually sell your skins, right? Oh, it and they make the trans. Yeah, they would. Oh, they actually. It, oh, I hear that. Um, Ember Sword it was going to do something very similar to that, and they would have made a ton of money on that marketplace. World of Warcraft, if they just took a percentage. Yeah, I mean, dude, they could take whatever. They could take. They would. They would. They would like sale. literally like oh. triple triple their profits. Because what ends up what ends up happening is if you have valuable old uh, skins. People will actually offline sell their. Yeah, account, I've seen it. I've seen right? it. Right, and these accounts can go for thousands of dollars. Right, so Epic loses that entire, you know, system. I don't think. I don't think they're stupid though. So here's the thing: is I don't. Oh, no. assume... I'm not saying no, no. Epic yeah, is not so stupid. I'm. I'm assuming that they probably have been working on something on the side, but they're not going to make it public until they have to. So they control the monopoly on what's public, but yep. they could have already pre-built systems, and they had. If you've been watching patents, Amazon's been taking all of the blockchain patents. Like they're they're locking down the Ethereum blockchain as far as what you can do already. But patents aren't really like a thing. Like, well, honestly, I mean, the thing is, like with Epic in this specific example, of course, they don't need to have it. They can have their own private block. It doesn't need to even. It can right. be completely you're right. centralized. You're actually centralized. right. You're absolutely right. Um, and I probably won't use their platform because of it. But it does. I mean, if they were to integrate with. 
uh, take Ethereum, for example, where then you could use your skins in other realms or other places. And I places. might use their platform. Then guess what happens? Then it's your stuff becomes more distributed, more widely spread, more people find out about it. Yeah. becomes more oh, valuable. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about this theory I had with um, what's the old like Napsters and stuff. Mm -hmm. People didn't realize that Napster actually helped like musicians gain exposure better than any oh, other yeah. platform. Absolutely, dude. And and it makes me sick that iTunes comes in and says, no, we're giving too much freedom to our people. So we need to lock them down in a walled garden so they never get to experience that ever again. Because this idea, the idea of um, pirating uh, stuff. It's great. Um, I, I saw in a very interesting article about Microsoft, right? Microsoft and their Office 360 or Office products back in, you know, 2000, right? were the most pilfered software on earth. Like you could, like nobody in three quarters of the world paid for office products. You just, really? down, you know, people would literally have a CD with, I mean, for years, I, I would go to a guy in town oh, and yeah, sell you, me the oh, CD yeah. for $10 and that would be my version. Why of not? Work. Why not? They specifically allowed that to occur. No Why? Way. Smartly. They allowed that to occur. Why? Because oh, of because massive had... adoption. Half, yeah. you know, ninety percent of the world is now using Office products, and now when they roll it out, you know, two decades later, you have to upgrade. You're already now. It's like now it's you're... a monthly subscription. Now you, know, you have whatever. to force upgrade. Evil Brilliant. bastards. Brilliant. <laughs> evil bastards. Evil evil bass. It's brilliant, but still evil, man. You can be smart and evil. You have evil geniuses. Come on, man. Whose side are you on, Adam? Who's well, I don't know. Line? Let's see, man. Let's see. <laughs> I don't have I don't have so much of a, a negative view of uh, Why not, man? such a cut and dry evil. Get angry, dude. Get more. No, because I, I actually see it in myself. Right. I see uh, want to make money. I see the the you'll, I'll, we'll break you out of that. We'll break you out. <laughs> you'll have enough money where you don't have to want to worry about making any more. Uh, to only do passion projects all day what a dream right that's what, a that's dream. what i do man i oh, love this project i'm excited about it i'm excited yeah. to see where what you're able to build with it i feel like building this system it it it, it actually like elevates my purpose in a way that can't be shut down right. um and and i hope that i can make it happen and i hope people believe me enough to buy into it and I hope that, you know, like we do make people reconsider their business practices. Um, these are these are the things I hope. Like I genuinely think we can give people like an opportunity to never have to think about money the same way ever again. Like they can start working on passion projects without having to think about the next paycheck. Um, yep. Like that's what I want. Cause I've seen the joy people have in their eyes when they're doing something they love. And I want to afford people the opportunity to do that. Like, why not? I mean, this is what, like when we talk about NFTs and I talk about NFTs and everybody just thinks about like a, a Beeple art. And I'm like, no, 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 it's much bigger. I'm like, look at this. Look at this one example. For example, somebody wants to make a movie, right? Imagine every person who worked on that movie, rather than, they may get paid too, but along with getting paid, they get an NFT as part of that movie. I mean, that, that movie has 
10,000 NFTs and it gets distributed amongst the actor and the director and the <laughs> producer and, and the guy who got water and well, the lady yeah, who made the yeah, sandwiches. Oh, yes, the guy and who cleaned the bathrooms. Every single person is Please. a part of Jeez. that. Yeah, and, their intrinsical right? value is evident. I need and, that. And when people buy or watch or share that movie, all transactions oh. flow in that way God, through please, smart contracts. Give me now that. Now we're talking. Give me about that, Hollywood, and I won't call you an asshole anymore. Give me that. Right? But that is that's the idea that I try to share with people. Like, no, we're at babies. We haven't even it's not even people need to build this. And it will get built over the next 10, 20 years, however long it takes. But that idea where everything can be truly shared like it's truly owned across the board by everyone where one guy doesn't own 90 percent of a company no no no. it's not going to work that way anymore right this is the new way and true ownership across the board and everybody can see who owns what and if it's not fair guess what you're going to get called out for it yeah and guess what somebody can just fork that system and create yeah. an entirely new yeah. one and you're we'll at risk build it again we'll build so it you again. better you better be fair right from the beginning because if you're yep. not that people are going to take you out of the system. Yeah, and that's great. Like people police themselves. People that's one thing the government doesn't want you to know is that people given the opportunity will police right. themselves. They given are, the transparency, yes, enabled. People will people choose will. good. They will Absolutely. choose good if it's out in the open, if everyone's looking at them, they're going to do the right thing. So freaking let's just try let's, to do, let's, let's just try to do the right thing, please. Like don't be an asshole. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. <laughs> I wish you a lot of luck. I'll share the Discord link down below for everybody to check it out so they'll be able to join your Discord. Join the conversation. Help shape, uh, amplify to what it's going to be, right? It's going to be dr community-driven. <laughs> and uh, thanks for joining me, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a massive pleasure. I can't wait to come back.